welcome. My name is Farai Harold of the hillbillyafrican.com blog. I am on here today to kind of give an intro into my opinions about minimalism. I want to make this short and sweet. I was also a little bit too lazy to type things up up on the group. So I thought that I'd just get on here and talk to you guys. If you guys hear any background noise, I'm in the room with my daughter and my dogs, so things may get a little loud. So I'm just going to be talking about um, what minimalism is for me and giving some tidbits about it. So first off, I grew up around clutter. My partner grew up around clutter. I was introduced to minimalism while I was pregnant. I was looking for a way to... I don't know, make room for my daughter is what I say. Yeah, I was, you know, I had this room that I was going to put her in, but it was full of stuff. I had all these unopened gifts. I had all these boxes and I was like, I was trying to, you know, fit a crib in the room and I didn't know where to put anything. And I was like, do I have to get a storage unit? And I was like, I was only 25 at the time. And I was like, I am only 25. Why do I have so much stuff? How, why do I need to pay someone to store my things for me? What is going on? So I took to YouTube and started um, looking at different organizational videos. And then among and then along that pipeline, I discovered minimalism. So that led me to watching the documentary on YouTube. That led me to reading the, the life-changing magic of tidying up. And that led me to watching a bunch of YouTube videos for inspiration. And I do want to say the most important thing about watching YouTube videos and watching documentaries is that everyone's lifestyle is different. It was very hard for me to find people that looked like me that were engaging in these um, minimalist spaces, which is why I was so grateful to um, find Black Minimalists. And I'm going to plug that right now, blackminimalists.com is a space for people who are interested in black people and other people, anyone really who's interested in minimalism, but it is a safe space for people of color to come and get together and, I don't know, see content that's relevant to us, our skin, our homes, our bodies, our culture. Um, I really love it. Um, But back to my story. So I decided, um, you know, hey, I'm going to dive headfirst into this thing and another important thing is that even though you're absorbing all of this information, to, to tailor it to, how, to what works for you, to tailor it, to take things with a grain of salt. So I did the Marie Kondo um, thing, and I kind of did it my own way. And some people will benefit from following her exact instructions. Some people will benefit from doing it their own way. And I started off, and this is what I recommend. I, start, I don't recommend going room by room. I recommend going objects by objects. So I started off with my clothes because I had clothes in different parts of my house, right? So I had clothes in the bathroom, in the laundry hamper. I had clothes in my room. And then I had my winter clothes in a tub in the garage. So bringing those all out, setting those on the bed and going through them, Marie Kondo encourages you to find what sparks joy. So... I did a little bit of that. I did a little bit of realistic, have I worn this? Does this fit? And not, oh, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose this baby weight or, oh no, maybe intent. No, I was vicious. I was like, this, this is not serving me right now. This is taking up space. I'm paying 
this thing's rent for it to be in my life and I'm and I'm not even using it so um by the time I was done and my closet was overflowing my head I had two hampers of laundry in the bathroom and then I had you know my containers in the garage and my winter clothes by the time I was done I had space in my closet for my entire wardrobe including seasonal items and with space to add more things on which was amazing I felt so free and I felt so amazing and liberated I had had a friend come over for moral support and I and we listened to music while we did it and that was super helpful but now I've gotten to the point where I don't need anyone I can do it you know on my own that's another thing is that minimalism isn't one and done it's a constant evaluation because you know we are bombarded by things so much um by sales and people giving us stuff and so you accumulate things really easily so minimalism is a constant process because things do pile back up and it's really important to to maintain if you want that good feeling that feeling of freedom that gives you when you first do that so after clothing I went I moved on to books which was hard but I really pared down to the books and I was realistic. Am I really going to read this again? And if the answer was yes, then I kept it. And I didn't, you know, I didn't keep books that were, oh, no, this is the bestseller. Oh, I can give this to so-and-so. I got rid of it all. And I pared down from two huge bookcases to um, one small one and then like one one cubby and another book. And that really, really was that changed the how my living room looked and it made me so much happier it made things a lot more simpler for me um and it reconnected me with my public library because those things the library will always have those books you can always get those books online and so that was really helpful for me the next thing that i did was then i moved to my kitchen and i worked on all the single tupperware lids and all the random unmatching silverware and that's really where I kind of did the does this make me happy because cooking is really important and I didn't want to hold on to I don't know kitchen gadgets and items that I really wasn't using and I really wanted I love the William Morris quote excuse me the William Morris quote have nothing in your house that you do not find to be beautiful or that or useful so I really wanted, and I'm still cultivating that now because I'm not rich, so I really am building up my kitchen slowly but surely with lots of patience, and so, but I want beautiful items, I want well-made quality items that will last me a really long time, and it brought me, it took me on this journey, and I'm getting rambly here, but it took me on this journey into remembering my childhood, remembering that we had the same knives and the same pots and pans for years and years and years some of these gadgets were as old as I was when in my parents house but they were well made so they lasted and so I really am cultivating that in my own house um so that was really important to me um uh, some of the barriers that I faced was holding on to items because I was I lived in this poverty mindset and that's what I call it of just you know I could afford it I could afford it at the time so I got it and that really that really isn't a good reason to buy something oh it's only two dollars 
isn't really a good reason to buy something unless you super need it unless this thing will bring you use in your house don't buy it just because it's on sale so I was super guilty of bringing things into my home because um, it was dirt cheap and oh I can use this down the line even though I really couldn't and I just had this poverty mindset that you know I have this money here I may as well use it while I have it because it's gonna be gone soon and so minimalism kind of helped me work through my problems with money and that's not the case for everyone but that's something that's a benefit that I saw um my partner grew up in a hoarding situation just I think it's more common than not but it was very very hard for um his parents to let go of stuff so they just kept stuff and kept stuff I mean every room full of stuff and so he wasn't that bad, but he ha- also has a problem with saying no to free things, and he has a problem with um, getting rid of stuff. And so that is a question that I see a lot, and Marie Kondo and I both agree that you really can't change anyone. You can only work on yourself. You can really only work on your spaces, and hopefully they will see how it's working for you and be inspired so I worked on the shared spaces I worked on uh, the bedroom the closet in our shared bedroom was was my closet so I worked on that and I worked on the shared spaces like the living room and the kitchen and when he saw my freedom um and you know just how easier how smaller my closet was how less sorry oh there we go um you know, just how much more easier my life was that inspired him to work on his clothes, that inspired him to go through his books, that inspired him to, to, um, you know, go through his toolbox, etc, etc. So it's just really important to not push the, the agenda on anyone, um, and just kind of let them discover it on their own. Um, I'm, 100% proponent of sharing the information with them sharing books sharing um, movies YouTube videos and and those are all great ways of kind of getting someone there and having open open and honest conversations with them without shaming them Um, if you have children I talk about making sure that you involve children in the process it's so so easy to for children to get inundated with clothes and toys that they never touch and I think I I think that you should engage them in the process whether that's encouraging them hey um, let's go through all the toys of yours that you don't use let's try and sell them and then the money that we make um, I don't know let's go on a trip let's go to the zoo or I'm a I'm a big proponent of experiences rather than gadgets and toys. And so another thing that you can do is maybe let's go through all these toys and go donate them to a domestic violence shelter where children, you know, are in sad situations and maybe they have to leave their home and so they don't they have to leave all their toys behind. Um walk them through the process, engage with them, tell them why you're going through why you're you're doing this why you want to clean up their room you know there so many times I see parents battling with their children regarding cleaning up regarding um too much screen time I feel like minimalism introduces a peace and um 
a peace and a simplicity to children's lives that we really need to get back to, to letting kids just be kids. Um, the next thing that I do want to talk about is buying cheap things and the true cost of of what these items that we're holding on to. So, minimal, I knew about this before, but minimalism reminded me of cheap fashion and consumerism and just, I was... I'm the first person to go, I was the first person to go to Charlotte Russe, Wet Seal, I don't know what malls y'all have or what stores that you have, um, Francesca's, Forever 21, and you know, and you can buy clothes, they're cheap, especially if they're on clearance, but oftentimes the clothes aren't well made, I don't know how many $7 Forever 21 jeans I bought that the belt loops ripped, um, after a few months. I don't know many, I don't know how many items of clothing that if a clasp, a clasp broke or a button popped or if it ripped, I was not, like, I didn't, I didn't care about it. This thing cost $2. I can get rid of it. And so not even thinking about the true cost, the value, who made the, who made that item? It was probably a child in Asia somewhere, which is really sad, but the true cost of fast fashion and what it means for our environment what it means for this planet um and so I be really began to question you know my clothes where is this coming from who made this can I buy this second hand can I buy a top quality version of this that will last me longer can I invest in a company who has good morals who has a warranty there's so many things that you can buy that you know if it rips or tears the company will fix it or and then another thing is taking care of what you do have. So I didn't like toss out all my clothing and then, you know, invest in ethical fashion. I wish I could. Ethical fashion is um, expensive and as it should be because there's, there's thought into how it's being made. The people that make it have, have fair wages, have living wages, and that's really important to me. So I think that it's 100% worth the cost, but really I'm not there yet, so... What I do is I take care of the items that I do have. So that means if they if they rip, they get repaired. Um, that means I, I pay attention to them. That means I, I buy things secondhand. That means if I do have to buy something um, that I, you know, that I'm trying to find an ethical company when I'm doing it. Um, I did mention taking everything with a grain of salt. Um, let's see what I'm saying. What else I have? I want to talk about. Um, so be re being realistic is really important. Um, following up with yourself, holding yourself accountable is really important. Um, and yeah, I think that's really all that I wanted to talk about today. Just minimalism. People... <clears throat> become minimalist for different reasons some people it's because they're tired of the clutter some people um they like the aesthetic of minimalism some people stumble upon it some people are just poor and they have you know uh, no other choices I think it's really important to embrace where you're at be grateful for what you have um be really smart about the purchases that you make, the things that you bring into your house because they're taking up your space, you're paying rent or mortgage for them. And so be mindful. That's another thing. Minimalism teaches mindfulness. 
so yeah i would think that's all i have to say today thank you so much for listening yes this is only 15 minutes long y'all have a good day now goodbye